0: Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast with your hosts Christian Madalancicay, Shaylee Johnny, Morgan Johnson, and Nellie Podokshik. Today, we're going to talk about the one topic that makes us all feel better about our bad financial decisions, the banking crisis. Even professionals can't seem to get it right. We are joined today with Tiffany Ng, a junior board member of the Women in Finance and Economics Club, to help break down what's been happening.
1: Thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining us. First, do you want to tell us a
2: little bit about yourself and what you do for the Woman in Finance and Economics Club? First of all, thank you so much for having me here today, especially the day before our mini break. I'm Tiffany. I'm currently a freshman here at Fordham, and here at Fordham, I'm part of Women in Finance and Economics, also known as WIFE, and I know a lot of people here are confused by our acronym, but we are an organization that not only strives to empower more women in finance, but we also provide opportunities for young women who aspire to work in these fields.
3: First of all, uh, what is a bank
0: their function?
2: The whole idea of a bank is a place where you can keep your money safe because you can't just store millions or even billions of dollars in your house. Because what happens if your house like burns down or like an entire militia robs you and you need to put that money somewhere because no one can touch it. And you would even earn money called interest if you store your money in the banks. And banks also lend money to people who need it, like when you want to buy a house or start a business. And they also provide services like ATM machines where you can take out money anytime you need it. So basically, banks help you manage your money and even help you grow money over time.
0: That's a great overview because I think stuff like banks, like everyone is aware that there is a banking crisis. But can you give us
2: a general overview? Because I don't think everyone is up to date on what that means. Okay, so right now, I believe the current condition of the banking system is fear as depositors are pulling funds out of the account, causing a confidence problem for the bank. So like in March of 2023, we saw Silicon Valley Bank known as SVB. They were shut down by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. It was shut down after its investments greatly decreased in value and its depositor withdrew like large amounts of money.
3: So like with obviously depositors getting fearful with their money and taking all their money out, how does that like directly affect the banking system? What happens when investors or depositors take their money out of the bank and the bank doesn't know what to do? Okay, so
2: SVB, they were buying a lot of treasuries known as government bonds um, at a lower rate from the US government. And as the feds, when they were raising rates, those treasuries, they bought lost tons of value. So they had to sell all those treasuries and people were... Or drewing their money like crazy and they couldn't cover their loss. And that's why it collapsed because it shows like the confidence of the people in our financial system. And after the collapse, we saw other regional banks like Signature and Silvergate. Um, they followed that trend because they were holding a lot of like useless assets, on um, like altcoins like cryptocurrencies, because they were worthless.
0: I didn't realize how significant the confidence level would be
2: in like the whole system. So that's really interesting. Well, they do say like fear is contagious, like confidence is also contagious.
0: Very true. So if there had been more confidence, this probably wouldn't have happened. But could this have been avoided with more rigorous
2: regulation and stress tests? No. For those of you who don't know what a stress test is, it's basically analysis done by regulators to determine whether a bank can withstand a sudden financial shock. But the reason why this wouldn't have been avoided with more rigorous regulation and stress tests is because we currently have the most over-regulated stress test post the great financial crisis. And the problem is the financial product of each financial crisis causes is different. For example, in 2008, the financial crisis was caused by the mortgage-backed securities. And it doesn't matter how smart you are, you can't predict the next cause for a crisis and the financial system of course is too big and there's tons of products out there and there's always outside politics involved as well
3: how did svb's collapse trigger other banks to collapse and what does this mean for like um other banks in general like what are they gonna do
2: Like I was saying before, the trigger is confidence. Um, So if you see other people pulling out money and like other banks collapsing, that's going to make people panic and they're going to go and line up to their banks and they're going to pull out their money. And that just shows that like people like lose their trust in the financial system. And this
1: is a very good example of just a classic run on the bank, just Mm -hmm. very textbook example. Uh, but something that SVB and all these other banks that were shut down have in common is that they all were tech and crypto friendly banks. How do you think that
2: contributed to their downfall? To me personally, altcoins, which is like, you know, like there was like Luna, the collapse of Luna. And then there was like these ridiculous names like Dogecoin and like Polkadot. Like those at the end of the day were like useless and they had no value at all. So these banks that were like investing all of those cryptocurrencies, since they were worthless, there was no value. Of course, they were just going to collapse eventually.
1: And do you think that the U.S. is too harsh on cryptocurrencies. We've just seen Elizabeth Warren essentially start a war on cryptocurrencies. What do you think this means
2: for the U.S. crypto industry? So for me, I think that Bitcoin shouldn't be its own separate digital asset. Like it should not even be like associated as a crypto. It should just be like Bitcoin itself because Bitcoin was created post the 2008 financial crisis, and it was intended to provide an alternative payment system that would operate free of central control, which is the banks. But otherwise, those like other currencies like Dodgecoin or Polkadot or altcoins, like those are just useless. But Bitcoin, definitely, I 100% believe in it because I don't believe in like central bank. As we can see, they all collapse.
3: Do you think the collapse of like SVB and other like cryptocurrencies going to like ward off other like experimental like currencies and maybe other banking systems that might um, come up in the future compared to just standard banking that we like see now? Definitely. I definitely
2: think that you're going to see less and less of ridiculous like altcoins out there in the market. But the concept of Bitcoin, I think a lot of people are going to start to put more trust into it because the whole idea of not depending on a bank and just like decentralize. That makes sense.
0: And I feel like I just learned a lot about cryptocurrency. So with all of this going on, what does this mean
2: to consumers and small businesses? For consumers, they would obviously have less trust in the banks and they're going to hold their money tight. And for small businesses, I think they will face financial difficulties because small and big banks will not lend them money, making them not able to expand their businesses and customer service will drop due to lack of funds.
0: Do you think it's like say it's safe to put money in the bank or should I put it under my mattress? <laughs>
2: Well, as of today, yes, your money is still safe in the bank because of the FDIC, known as the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. It's an independent U.S. government agency that provides deposit insurance to protect depositors in a case a bank fails. And the insurance company will cover you up to 250K, I believe. And of course, not many Americans have that kind of cash in their banks.
0: All
1: right, Thank you so much, Tiffany. This has all been very informative. And one final trivia question, just for fun. This can be for everyone. Where
2: was the first bank in the world? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, I know banking has been around since like caveman time. So I'm going to go with like the Middle
3: East. (laughs) I think it's um, England.
2: I feel like a lot of things started with
0: the Greeks and Romans. So I'm tempted to say one of them. I want to say Romans. Yeah, I feel like also um, somewhere in Greece, because like, yeah, it's like, very, I know the Romans, because like, it's very, like, they were very, uh, what was it, uh, they prioritized currency, more of like the economic side of things in their society. So I feel like it originated there.
1: You guys all make really good points. It was actually in Italy, the very first official bank, and I guess it depends by definition. It's called an... I'm going to absolutely butcher this, but it's Banca Monte di Pashti di Siena, and it was founded in 1472. If this bank has survived for so long, maybe there's
0: hope for the others. All right, so thank you so much for joining us today on the Retrospect podcast, and I hope you all enjoyed the episode.